0: Welcome back to the BME Grad Podcast. I'm Grace.
1: And I'm Allie.
0: And this episode, we get to have the pleasure of diving into the Helma Future Leaders Program.
1: I am in the Helma Future Leaders Program. And also our guest, Lena Gandevia is in the Halma Future Leaders Program. So as you all probably know, I graduated from the UNC-NC State Joint Biomedical Engineering Program in 2019. And Lena graduated from the... Bioengineering program at Dartmouth in 2019. We both started our rotational program, the HALMA Future Leaders program, in October of 2019, and we're nearing the end of our two year program. Um, so, this episode will be an overview of what that program entails and how it develops people and why our degrees uh, were useful to it. So, listen in. Welcome Lena. Thanks for joining our podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited that you're here because my two worlds are colliding. Grace having been my work wife all through college and you having been my work wife all through this program um, and then getting you two together and then having this conversation. I'm just, I'm excited. So yeah, thanks for joining. Um, Grace is going to leave the, the questions for this one because I think we're both going to talk a bit about the program and our different experiences through it. Um, and specifically, I thought of you like, A, because I love you and you're awesome, but B, because you have a bioengineering background, which fits with the scope of what we what we talk about here. So we kind of bring that background into
0: the things we discuss. So I'll let Grace kick it off. Yeah. So you guys are both familiar with the dissertation program that you're in, but kind of for the people like me who don't really know what this company is about, can you give us a brief uh, overview about what HALMA, what is HALMA?
2: Um, yeah, so I guess the, the spiel is HALMA is a FTSE 100s holding company. So they're in the London Stock Exchange um, and basically they own a bunch of other companies. Um, And these companies that they own are all over the world in a variety of different industries, but can loosely be grouped into three sectors, um, environmental, medical and safety. Um, And so for the rotational program, we we rotate between these companies that Hulma owns.
1: I will add these are small companies for the most part, like small, medium businesses. I would call like the average size, like one to 200 people. Would you agree with that, Lena? more so
2: maybe even smaller
1: yeah some of them smaller and then the other thing i would add is um they most of them like this is changing a little bit as helma is built on an you know an acquisition model but um most of the companies are manufacturing companies and they make a physical thing so these are not you know the medical companies specifically are not for the most part, pharmaceutical companies. they are medical device companies. Um, so and and the other ones are all manufacturing companies for the most part as well. Um, and also not so not too much software either, though I think there's that things are kind of headed that direction. But again, not too much software either. like these
0: are all manufacturing companies for the most part, just to kind of create a picture. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I mean, that does help with, you know, the rotations that you guys do choose. So specifically, what is what is the, the HALMA Future Leaders program and how does that fit into HALMA as a company as a whole? Yeah, so it's a it's a two-year rotational program. So you have
2: uh, four placements and each placement is six months. Um, and you'll be at a different HALMA company, and in some cases, you can actually do a rotation for HALMA, like the corporate side as well, um, and I think the way they they talk, well, they don't talk about it this way, but the way that I, I think it benefits them is that it's sort of like a training program, so we kind of become uh, fluent in the HOMA language, so to speak. Um, we get to learn the ins and outs of, of how they operate as a, as an international company. We get to know, you know, several different companies and kind of bring what we learn at one company to another company and sort of cross-pollinate ideas and ways of working. Um, and so I think that's how the company benefits from us. And then we obviously benefit in terms of, uh, getting to try several different positions and learn from several different mentors and building a great network I'm sure we'll we'll talk about you know the, the benefits more later but yeah
1: yeah and, and the goals of the program are to build a talent pipeline um, they I, they list it on their website somewhere like within five years they want to see you at like a executive type of level so they call it the their their branding is future leaders program because they are trying to attract and
0: then build people that want to go into leadership roles specifically kind of like fast tracking you to those more c-suite positions or more executive roles yes like a bit of a fast track or would you would you disagree
1: with that it's definitely a fast track i mean they're they're providing resources to develop us, but they're also, you know, trying to push us, push us up, I would say.
0: Yeah. Throwing you into the deep end a little bit. Um, so, okay. So how, how did you find the future leaders program? Did you find it like on your career page or at a career fair or how did, how do you get, how does one get involved with this? Yeah. Um, so I actually
2: had a family friend who used to work here Um, And so he knew about the program and he mentioned it as something that he thought I might like. And then um, I found them at my college career fair. Um, And I got to talk to some people who had been in the program, learn a bit more about it directly. Um, And the combination of those two things sort of sold me on it.
0: Okay, Allie, what about you?
1: Yeah, pretty similar. I didn't have a personal connection, but I was kind of, if you listen to our career fairs episode, I was a little, um, over the top with how I prepared for career fairs. So when I saw Halma was coming, I dug into their program and I, I went to their booth maybe once or twice, um, and can, and got to talk with people in the program there as well. So Halma is always, at, Halma is at a lot of career fairs, um, and on a lot of like handshake career fairs what are those called? What are those things called? Like the career yeah, portals at different universities. The, the virtual career fairs. Yeah. Virtual oh, career yeah. fairs, career port, uh, you know, job portals with university. How Helmut gets, gets on as many of those as they can as well um, in the U.S. So,
0: so both of you guys really talked to people in the program at these career fairs. Is that what, what was said to you at these career fairs that piqued your interest and made you want to join this, this program? Um, So something the program has historically,
1: I think it might list this on the page as well, recruited STEM majors um, and specific, I mean, it's typically been engineering majors if we're, if we're looking at like past recruits. So typically they take engineers right out of college and then throw them into four different business environments through the course of the program. And I think, um, Maybe I'm, maybe I I don't want to speak for everyone, but I do think it's a trend that a lot of us didn't know exactly what we wanted to do with our engineering degree and wanted to get, um, business experience, you know, not just technical experience out of college. So pathways you can choose in the program, um, you know, for each of your six month rotations include engineering, but it could also be sales, marketing, operations, um, There's some finance, uh, mergers and acquisitions types of roles, strategy roles. So um, it doesn't narrow you to just engineering. You can kind of take your engineering background and then use it in a bunch of different departments. So I think what was attractive for me is I didn't have to decide right away. And I could still get that business exposure that I was looking for to really understand my
0: interests quicker. Lena, is that similar for, for you or, or how was your experience in, in being interested in the HOMA Future Leaders program?
2: Yeah, so I would definitely echo uh, what Ali said about not knowing what I wanted to do um, after college, like not having a concrete picture of what that looks like. Um, and so the idea of, of getting to try a bunch of different things um, and not sort of stick myself into one place that I would be stuck at for several years was really appealing. Um, I'd also just say I, I had no idea that something like this even existed. Mm -hmm. Um, like it kind of opened my eyes to the world of rotational programs. Um, and just in general to the idea that I could do something besides biomedical engineering as my job, like it just hadn't, I guess for me, the two things that I thought were options were consulting because that was a huge thing at my school. Um, and, uh, or just, you know, going into bioengineering directly. Um, So it hadn't, you know, I I wasn't really sure what else was out there. And it was exciting to see that, you know, there was other stuff that I could do with my degree, Um, you know, marketing ops, like Ali said, sales. So um, yeah, that's, that's really what drew me
0: in. So going it's, off of that, both of you have mentioned that like there's opportunities to do you know these positions in these different kind of sectors. Is there like in the program are you like forced to do one of each, or is it just pick four rotations um, as you're interested? How does this rotation selection work?
2: Yeah, so you can pick. Um, they don't require you to do one of each. Um, I think it's encouraged to get a diversity of experience um, and uh, having, having been through the program or almost finished the program, I would agree <laughs> that it is good to try a bunch of different things. Um, it's kind of a unique opportunity to get to do this. Even if you don't like what you're doing, you'll be done in six months and you'll know for the rest of your life that that is not for you. Um, so it's really good in terms of figuring out what you like, but also in terms of figuring out what you don't um and and they'll work with you too like you'll have people to talk to and you'll build a good network to kind of figure out what roles you want to explore based on like your skill set or you know if there's an area you want to improve that you're not as strong in they might say hey that'll be a really good challenging role for you to build up the skill set that you don't have um so you can kind of be strategic with it and like also have fun with it though you have a fair amount of flexibility
1: yeah. yeah, and and to be more tactical, how that process has worked to date, um, all the companies will put in proposals for placements for the six month term, um, and you'll get those a couple months before that that period starts, and you basically just work amongst yourselves and uh, your the people in the cohort uh, above you, and then in your cohort to just decide where everyone's going. You kind of like work it out amongst each other, but usually there's around eighty ish opportunities and there's only like 30 of you. So for the most part, everyone gets um, something cool and something that they want to do. And I want to jump back to uh, why did you pick this program, which I think uh, we forgot to mention. Uh, one of the huge cool things about this is I know where <laughs> <laughs> unlike um, some other programs, which might rotate you within one facility and different departments or within the US, different sites. This program is truly global. Um, so every six months, when you see those placements, they're in, you know, they're in, Lena went to Los Angeles, they're in, um, so we were, we
2: we're supposed to go to London. <laughs> London, uh, yeah.
1: we have a company in Australia now. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Netherlands, all over, um, which is cool. Cause you can go there for six months. Halma will help you with your travel? Um, and then also within those six month periods, there's usually a one, one and a half week, one week training module, I think is what they call them on the website. So, uh, that training module is where you and the other 15 people that are in your cohort that live all over the world, come together for a week to get trained on some kind of like, department or business i don't know like lean six sigma or what do we do like voice of customer research like any like a business skill that you might need within your rotations um you come together you get trained on that you'll work on a project in an operating company like a quick you know one day do what you can kind of project um and usually get to explore a little bit around wherever you're traveling that week with a bunch of highly motivated driven
0: um nice people that are all your age so i think that's something that really stands out about this program is that not only is it you know rotations at different companies which i think for what i hear is mostly rotations at the same company so you get to do rotations at completely different companies a and then b you get to have these times with your cohorts you know meet the people in the program get these training opportunities where it truly is just training like that is i think i mean maybe i'm wrong and i just haven't heard about these other rotations that do that but i think that's something that from both lena and ali what you guys have told me like that is just something that really stands out which i think is really cool so, okay, so you have your training modules, you have your six-month rotations and stuff. Um, you guys are both coming up on your fourth ones and your last ones, um, kind of bittersweet on, on your two-year time with Alma. Uh, let's get into what rotations y'all did. All right, Lena, let's hear this. Can you, can you kick us off with going through um, your four rotations that you chose and kind of yeah. explain a little bit what they are and why? Didn't, Le- didn't, so didn't, caveat,
1: Lena was real hype about this globalness and um, at the time it's been COVID. So um, things have been a little different for our cohort specifically because of the COVID thing, but Lena still got around quite a bit of the US. So um, yeah, take it away, Lena.
2: Yes. Um, So I started out in Los Angeles um, working for a homeless subsidiary called Casasco. Um, And Casasco, they make corrosion monitoring technology. Um, So something, a theme of all Halma companies is that they're pretty niche. (laughs) And uh, a lot of what they make, you probably didn't think of as just a thing that exists. But yeah, so corrosion monitoring technology, and it's mostly for like oil and gas industry. Um, So like you have like refineries um, and you have to monitor like the corrosion of the pipes to make sure that they don't burst. Um, so that's like or burst or or just wear and tear. It can be dangerous, obviously, if you have oil leaking um, around these refineries where there's, you know, a lot of chemicals and um, you know, if things go badly, it can be pretty catastrophic. So it's in our safety sector for that reason. Um, and so I was originally the project was to be a product manager for a new product that they had developed Um, and so I was going to sort of be in charge of launching it and then managing um, it subsequently. Um, When I got there that is not what I ended up doing Um, and I will say that that does happen a fair amount that the project you go in planning to do might not change drastically, or it might, that <laughs> um, you have to be able to pivot, you have to be comfortable, um, you know, learning on the go and uh, getting unexpected things tossed your way. Um, but it was all fun. Like I, I ended up doing product management, also a lot of marketing. Um, we they didn't really have a marketing department or a product management department. So me and my boss sort of stepped up. My boss was also new to the company, came at the same time I did. And we sort of took on that role of of product management, a little bit of sales, a little bit of marketing, um, got to do a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, it was very cool. I learned a lot from from that rotation. Uh, My second rotation, I was supposed to go to London and work for a company called FFE,
1: and we were gonna um, live near each other or with each other. Oh, yeah, we were
2: no. talking apartment to <laughs> together. Um, so FFE is also in our safety sector. They do um like smoke and flame detection. Um, and so I didn't I wasn't able to go because of the pandemic, but I worked remotely for them um, from the east coast. And for them I was doing so I was their digital project manager. Um, so basically Whereas my first rotation was a lot more commercial customer facing um, sort of work. This was very internal operations, um, but not on the manufacturing side of things. I think when people say ops, they typically mean manufacturing, but this was more of like people management. Um, So a lot of like streamlining different processes across the business Um, like we implemented a performance review process. Um, I worked, led a team to, uh, digitize their U S tech support. Um, we worked on developing a concrete framework for flexible working, um, which was, you know, an increasing trend when the pandemic hit, but like actually putting, um, you know, words to that. What does that mean in the context of how a business functions? How do you have people working from home, but also people working in the office? What are the needs? What has to change uh, to accommodate that? So, so things like that on the internal side of the business. Um, so That was really cool just in terms of learning, you know, how a business operates. And I was doing a lot of, like I said before, people management. So leading teams, learning how to empower a team, how to build a team, um, you know, how to establish workflows, things
1: like that. That like, was my second. How would you bin that like department wise? It was like, I feel like it's a mixture of like continuous improvement, IT, HR. Like, is that how you would bin that maybe?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I call it soft ops. Okay. Because it, it is operations. It's, it's, you know, it's yeah, like how yeah. business
0: works. That's um, a really good term.
2: Yeah, but it's Stop. not like, ops. yeah, soft ops, because it's like, when people think <laughs> operations, I feel like they, they think more technical, of like, building things, and, and, and assembly lines, and mm-hmm. um, Six Sigma, that sort of thing, but this was, like, a soft ops, it's how everything works, and how everything comes together, but more on the people side, right,
0: on the people side, and also, like, big overview, right, like, you're not in the weeds as much, you yeah know, bigger capital bigger projects picture. capital projects yeah. yeah 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 So that was your second one yes and so third rotation so which, wait where were you for the second one
2: so second well- one I who went was back with my parents and yeah Mass. <laughs> okay um and then for my third one the pandemic was still uh raging on so I was remote for that one as well, but I actually took a placement with HOMA, so not with a subsidiary. And I was working for their mergers and acquisitions team for their medical and environmental sector. So I mentioned before that Holma has three sectors, environmental, medical, and safety, but um, that's a recent thing. So environmental and medical used to be one sector
1: god we're so old right we've been here (laughs)
2: um so yeah so they were still one sector when Mm -hmm. I was working for them Mm -hmm. um and I needed to get out of my parents place so I moved to Jersey City got an apartment there and was working from there for the mergers and acquisitions team um
1: could you give a flavor of like what you did for that
2: yeah yeah so I had no experience in mergers and acquisitions or Business or econ?
1: What's a merger? Right? Like, (laughs) you're an engineer. You just graduated. You're like, what's a merger? Like,
2: (laughs) yeah, I took uh, one week of econ senior spring and promptly dropped out of that course. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: yeah, um,
2: mergers, acquisitions. So basically, Halma. The way Halma operates is they they grow by organic and non organic growth. So organic growth is like the various subsidiaries doing well. Um, generating profit and growing, and inorganic growth is acquisitions, so buying companies to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so HALMA is pretty active in the ac- acquisition space, um, always looking to buy new companies. Um, and so I was working with the team to to do a variety of things, but, um, you know, I was helping them find companies that might be interesting, um, helping them work with bankers who are particularly good at helping find companies and establishing relationships. So working with them, establishing relationships with them, a lot of sort of networking there, Um, a lot of market research. So looking into different areas that we might want to buy a company in. So there's two sides of the research. One is actually researching targets. So going into the company specifically, looking at its financial history, Um, looking at, you know, its culture, looking at its technologies. Is it doing something disruptive? How, you know, what's the synergy between that company and our current companies? So there's that side of the research. And then there's also the more general market research, like, is this a space we want to play in? I also got to help out on a live deal. So we, we had a company, we knew we wanted to buy them. They agreed to sell to us. Um, and, and so then you enter this process called due diligence, which is basically where we vet them really thoroughly to make sure that we do in fact want to buy them, make sure there are no skeletons in the closet that we're fully aware of you know, everything that we should be aware of. Um, and it's a pretty arduous process. We have like a long list of requirements that we send them um, asking for all this info about their company. And then they send us that info and we put together all these reports um, summarizing various aspects of their business. And those reports move up the chain and eventually get to Halma's CEO and CFO who have the final sign off on whether or not uh, we move forward to buy the company.
1: And you bring in a whole team of of experts like legal, operational, uh, commercial to to review all those documents. So were you leading that that team pretty much for that deal or were you a part of it? Like what was your role in the live deal? Yeah. Yeah. So I was
2: project managing um, right. the due diligence process. So we had, like Ali said, you have various leaders who are in charge of the different work streams. Um, and that's your kind of due diligence team. Um, but you have to make sure, you know, everyone's aware of the deadlines. Um, you have to kind of arrange different meetings between the, 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 um, target and the different team leads. Um, you have to work with the lawyers um, and external financial consultants. So it's a lot of herding cats is the way I think about I it. Like just managing people, making sure that everyone's on top of things. And, but you also have like the big picture view, right? Cause each work stream is only looking at their specific area. So commercial is only looking at commercial aspects. And operations are only looking at operations aspects. And as the manager, you're looking at all of it and you have this bigger view of how it all comes together. And so you kind of have to keep that that big picture in mind as you move through the process and know where all the different red flags are, where all the different holdups are, um, and how that is going to fit into whether or not you want to buy the company.
1: I think what's unique about that and like probably as you do more of them is just like the intuition you start to get for like what a healthy business looks like. And yeah. what a red flag is, um, I think, you know, no matter what job you're in is a really useful, you know, piece of background knowledge to have. So um, I think that's a cool thing about doing the MA placements.
0: That's super, it's super unique for at least for people like our age, you know, two years out of college, mm-hmm. being able to be on a project like that. Like, especially with a, with a BME background too, like that seems like a very very cool rotation and a very cool project to be able to be a part of and have impact, impact yeah. with. Yeah,
2: no, definitely. And, and they're really good at providing support too. They didn't, they didn't hang me out to dry. Like there's, <laughs> there's a good team of people behind me and people who were helping me uh, do that as well.
1: And then, so now you're in your last one. Um, go for it. Yeah. So
2: now I'm on my last rotation. I'm working for a home, a company called Ocean Insight. Um, they make um, spectrometers um, and various other optical accessories, um, and they're, they belong to the environmental sector. Um, and I, so they've they've just rolled out this new business division or business unit, I guess. So the main company is in Orlando, and this new business unit is up in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. And this business unit is spectroscopy systems so while the company in orlando just makes like just the spectrometers basically and the accessories Mm -hmm. this is a simplified explanation Our the business unit up in uh rochester will make an entire system that does something specific using ocean spectrometers um so i that business unit is brand new and i am working um with the um director of strategic marketing on building out our strategic marketing department, um, figuring out what products we want to advertise, um, things like that. It's, it's it's a brand new. So they, they haven't really, uh, they haven't marketed anything in the past really. And um, it, we're kind of building all of our systems and A knowledge base and establishing channels and it's kind of been fun because normally you're you get inserted into a pre-existing team but this whole team is really new um so it's kind of fun to to get to build a department from the ground up
1: so how would you bin this is it mpd marketing entrepreneurship
2: uh it's definitely marketing yeah But, but because it's a new, because it's a really small business unit, like there's maybe 15 of us at any given time in the office. Yeah. Um, and most of them are engineers. Um, and so it's definitely mostly marketing, but there is, because it's so small, you end up dipping your toe in a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I would, I would call it marketing.
0: Okay. Those are very different rotations. It seems you got a really good spread um, between different, you know, sectors and kinds of companies. Um, so that's really cool. Ali, yeah. So it was, it was
1: product management, soft ops, uh, mergers and acquisitions. And then this last one's like strategic marketing, maybe more so. Yes. Um, so yeah, Lena has, um, which is why I'm really glad you're here also one of the more traditional paths through the program um, like, you know, it, it is designed to allow you to get the exposure to so many different business functions. And while it probably leaned more commercial, um, you know, I think you got more of the rounded exposure um, with what you chose. Is that like what you were aiming for? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And I, I say I definitely went with my gut on a lot of the projects like mm-hmm. Like, I think a big thing is, like, like, the people you're going to be working with really matter. So, for me, I always paid attention to when, when, during the project selection process, you get to, like, outreach to the companies and talk to them. Um, And really paying attention to, like, honestly, like, do I just get good vibes um, from this call, from this person? Um, And that really, like... um, I think led me to have really good placements cause I really liked all of my placements and, and had a positive experience at all of them. So I think that was definitely a good call it was just kind of like trusting my gut on, you know, going with what I thought was interesting. Like, to be honest, I went with that more than trying to have a diversity of experiences it was just like following what I was interested in. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of us are like god which way do we go with this like yeah. I'm interested in this but should I be trying to be well-rounded or should I be really focused and like there is no answer ever yeah. but um yeah we all kind of take different paths so um I thought yours was a cool one and you got to see a lot of different stuff <laughs>
0: yeah yeah no, absolutely positive absolutely okay so uh, um that was super interesting. Ali. can you tell us a little bit about your four rotations and, and why you chose which ones?
1: Yeah. And, um, I have less, uh, I stayed within one department for the most part. So mine'll be a little, um, quicker than Lena's just because I don't want to be redundant with some of <laughs> mine. Um, <laughs> so my first placement was at a company called fiber guide, which was located right outside of Boise in Idaho. Um, fiber guide has since been sold by the Helma group, but, um, Fiberguide and then and then acquired by Molex, but um, Fiberguide is a custom fiber optics house. So they do like different types of fiber optic components that might go into cameras, medical devices. Uh, like I know we had some things like there were in, like DNA sequencers, just different types of equipment, you know, you name it. It's theater projectors, lasers, I, I don't even remember, but anyways, um, when I was there, I was, a, I was a product manager. So they had, um, they had a new product that needed to be launched basically. So I was working with the early adopters and, uh, which are hmm, businesses that will test out your product at the beginning, like pay for it and kind of give you your initial feedback. Um, so I was running the beta program, and then transitioning the product to full manufacturing. So I was leading a team of process engineering, operations and um, design engineering to kind of get the product from our prototype stage to our you know final product manufact- fully manufacturable stage. And uh, at the same time, I was also launching the product from the marketing side. So building up our value proposition, building up our marketing materials, training our sales teams and distributors on how we were going to talk about this product to our customers externally. Um, So just uh, true product management being a product owner for a new product that was launching, um, which product management typically falls under the marketing umbrella. Um, The second placement, I was also with a mergers and acquisitions team. I was with our safety sectors, mergers and acquisitions team, very similar to Linda's experience. it was remote because it was COVID, and um, similarly, I was exploring a new industry of interest to Helma, drilling down to what technologies kind of fit their portfolio, identifying targets for you know mutually beneficial opportunities, and then suggesting that pipeline of targets to Helma for acquisition partnership, um, whatever. My third placement was at a company called Permapure. They are located in Lakewood, New Jersey. I did it remote from about an hour away in Hoboken, New Jersey, where I was very close to Lena, so we got to hang out. <laughs> um, so while I was there, I was, again, in a product management role, um, but kind of working more so with the whole portfolio of products that were in environmental type of applications, specifically uh, emissions monitoring, uh, air quality monitoring, things like that. And when I was there, that took more of a, what I think what people think of with marketing it, like when you don't know much about marketing is, is kind of what I was doing there. So (laughs) fixing the website, um, getting some ads and campaigns going on LinkedIn, Google, actually, I didn't do LinkedIn ads, email, Google, things like that. Um, And then my last rotation, which I'm in now, I'm working for a company called FireTrace. They're located in Scottsdale, Arizona. FireTrace makes automatic detection and suppression systems. So unlike a fire extinguisher that you like have to manually operate, these are routed through um, special hazard type environments and then kind of detect heat and extinguish it Automatically. So at Firetrace, I'm a a strategic marketing manager for one of their segments called Critical Infrastructure. And specifically, my focus during my time here has been trying to bring our products into a new market. So, learning what I can about the market, making sure it's a good opportunity for us, speaking to customers and stakeholders, and trying to understand the picture of the value we provide. And then, kind of now, what I'm working on is communicating that value. So, building up sales tools. Uh, building out campaigns, building out content um, to educate the market and and to help support our sales team to sell um, because we think we have a strong value prop uh, after what I've determined from speaking with our customers. So I've stayed mostly under the, the I've definitely stayed under the commercial umbrella and I've stayed most mostly under the marketing umbrella in my time. Um, and I was trying to From my first rotation, I kind of understood that I wanted to stay close to marketing. And so what I was trying to do was explore different roles within the marketing department through my rotations, which again, is another type of pathway you
0: can take through the program. Yeah. Like a deeper understanding of different kinds of marketing and all the different levels. Yeah. Like after the first one,
1: like I knew this department was for me, but I didn't know where. So, you know, I kind of went. I was product management, went more strategic in some of them, went more, you know, outbound marketing, digital, tactical, and other ones. Uh, Just kind of wanted to explore the spectrum of, of what the department is.
0: Definitely. Okay. Wow. So very different pathways that both of you guys took. Do you feel that there were um, certain traits or value from your BME degree specifically that helped you guys in any of these rotations?
2: I would say like engineering is a way of thinking. So like your ability to problem solve, um, like break complex things down into bite-sized pieces, your approach to things like, you know, always starting with the need and then working from there. Um, like a lot of the, the basic tenets of engineering are very applicable to everything you'll do in the program, honestly, regardless of what, whether it's a marketing project or whether it's, um, you know, a soft ops project, like that way of thinking will really help you tackle all of the challenges and work that you have in front of you during these, these placements. So I think for me, that was like the, the biggest thing was just the general philosophy and like way of thinking that you kind of learn in, in engineering and then applying that to your various projects.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the problem solving from nothing and learning how to be resourceful. Like, I feel like that's basically what the engineering discipline builds for you. So, and that's exactly what this program needs from you. Cause you get dropped somewhere in a department you've never worked in, in a role that you don't know, and there's not really that many people there to train you and you're expected to make some impact. So, um, definitely. I think the other thing that helped, helps with the engineering degree is because these are all technology companies. Um, you don't have to come in and spend two months learning about the product and how it works. Like you can come in and pick it up really quickly. These are electromechanical devices. So, Um, you have an aptitude for quickly picking up how it works without needing to be like taught all of those things.
0: Okay. Based off of that, going off of that, um, is there there a certain personality type that does well in in this program or some traits that you see in candidates that you guys have interviewed or within your cohorts that would like and be interested in this rotational program?
2: I think if you want to do like strict engineering, this program is not for you um Mm -hmm. like it's say it again
1: say it again (laughs) for research if you want to do research it's not it's not for you (laughs) yeah so it's definitely a segue
2: into business okay Um, and you'll still be in a tech environment like all of these companies have engineering departments and manufacturing floors and all of that going on but the program itself is definitely more business oriented um, so someone who's interested in, I think, like, like similar to how Ali and I were, and I think this is a common theme among everyone who joins the program, but if you don't want to do, you know, consulting or go straight into engineering, if you want other options, I think this program is really going to appeal to people who are looking for alternative ways to use their degree.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think
1: you, I think you could come out of this program and go into a technical product design role, um, I think what we're saying is like it's just not the common pathway for people. Like it's not a shared trait. Most people have an interest in other functions of the business, yeah. but wanting to stay close to technology. Um, at, but I will say, yes, if like some people we've spoken to, like they clearly want to do research. And um, this is not that at all. Um, the complete opposite end, actually. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was gonna say you definitely have to be interested in leadership, like, like they're not going to hold your hand through this program like Ali said you do kind of get dropped and you need to have like the self starting ability to like go out there solve these problems figure things out you know you're, you're going to be in a new location you might not know anyone there you've got to be social you got to like, it, not just in terms of work, but also in terms of like your personal life, you're moving every six months. You're going to need to make entirely new friends for those six months sometimes. So you just have to be someone who's really not afraid of a challenge, who's not afraid of change um, and is you know willing to really step up um, in these roles.
1: Yeah, Corey, you know, Corey, past grad, we had her on, um, she's at SunTech now, but we had her on a couple episodes ago. And that's exactly what she said is she's like, Every six months, you're both changing jobs and moving, which are like two of the most stressful tenants of adulthood that happen. So um, you got to be able to kind of keep a positive attitude, be social and be um,
0: adaptable to those things. So that kind of rolls us right into my next question for for y'all is what the benefits of this program are. I mean, moving is stressful, having to make new friends and changing a job title every 6 months is stressful. Definitely worth it. Um, but what are some of the big benefits of of doing this rotational program? So, I mean, let's put the obvious out there. The travel
1: is awesome. Yeah. You get to see it, it, you know, when the program's in full swing and COVID's COVID's not, you know, what what it was when we were, you know, in its height, when we were in the program, you get to travel to, you know, at a minimum eight different places through the program and live in four of them. So that's a really cool aspect of the program, um, that I think differentiates it a lot from other programs that are rotational. I also think this program allows you to really pick your own journey and explore all departments. Like this isn't just an engineering rotational program or an operations rotational program. Um, and it's and it's not even limited to one industry. Like you could be in safety and then in medical devices and then over here in environmental and spectrometers. Like you get to learn about a bunch of different industries. Travel all over the world if you want to try on you know whatever hats you want to try on. So I think the benefits are just the exposure and the quick answers you get to that redirect you towards what you want to be doing. Like, I think it's a very unique experience that you can rule out which departments you do and don't want to work for. And, you know, what parts of the world you do, you don't want to live in what industries interest you and which ones don't, um, Lena, you got, you got things to add to that.
2: I would say, um, the one other big thing is the network, um, a massive benefit because, You know, most people, you work at one company, and so you have your professional network that is mostly based at that one company, Mm -hmm. and then you might have personal network as well. But for us, you have the network that you build at each of these different rotations, so that's four different networks that you're combining, and then you also have your HOMA network. Um, So it's just like the opportunity to meet different people, different business leaders. You'll have a variety of mentors. And even just within the HFL cohorts alone, like you'll get to know people not just in your year, but in all of the years above you. Um, And everyone's really open about like talking about their experience or giving advice. And so you just you'll build like a really massive network of people that you can genuinely rely on.
1: It is so cool to have you know, a group of friends all over the world that I'm in touch with on a regular basis through this program too. Like just the, the friendship network has been really awesome. And like, you know, if you join, you get to be in all of our group chats, which is like, uh, I would call it
0: perk as well. <laughs> we have fun group chats. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's a huge, I mean, having those four separate networks is that's huge. That's massive, um, for a young professional just starting out. Yeah. Um, so kind of rolling that into my last question for y'all, you guys are in the throes of your last fourth rotation of this program. What's next? What What happens when this program ends?
1: A group cry. <laughs> it's scheduled. That's fair. <laughs> um, Lena, I'll defer to you first. Sure. Yeah. So I am
2: actually taking a slightly unconventional path and I'm going to work for HALMA again. Um, so most grads coming out of the program will go to work for an OPCO, but I'm going to work for HALMA, our operating company. opcos, what we call Subsidiary, it. Subsidiary. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'll be going to work for HALMA. I'm going back to the M&A team. I'm going to be working for their environmental sector. Um, I'll be based remotely on the East
1: Coast.
0: Wow. That's very cool. I
1: don't know yet. So that's my answer. So typically just background, um, once your program starts wrapping up and you're in your fourth rotations, Halma does look to keep you within its network, either in its subsidiaries or working for Halma directly. So um, it's kind of on you to start speaking with the companies in the group and seeing where their needs are and you know, where you might fit in um, to, their, to their company to work there. Um, So Lena's going with the M&A team. I've been looking at a couple of different roles, uh, mostly in marketing. So um, that's all supposed to be sorted out by October, which is about the two year mark. So, um, but Lena, if you're open to it, I would love for you to come back. We would love for you to come back and talk about what it's like to be a mergers and acquisitions person, because I don't think, you know, we kind of said it before, but I don't think that was ever even in my vocabulary. Um, when I graduated BME, and it's such a unique and interesting job to be in just two years after your engineering degree. So, if you are open to coming back, we would love to have you on to do a profile of that one once you kind of have you know your feet on the ground with it all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Lena and Allie, thank you so much for diving into what HALMA is and your and HALMA Future Leaders program and your different rotations. I learned a ton about this holding company and what you guys have been up to for the past two years. And I hope that our listeners learned a lot as well. Thanks, Lena. Appreciate you. Thank you both. (laughs) Thank you.
1: The BME Grad Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For more information on the BME Grad Podcast, visit bme.unc.edu. Right now, you can find that information under the News and Events tab. If you can, please subscribe or follow and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.